Tonight's scripture reading is from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 19. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, Here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked. Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. The word of the Lord. Samuel, Shmuel, 
in Hebrew, like the same in Yiddish. Sam, Sammy, it's a popular name. There are a lot of people with this name. There are a lot of noteworthy people in history, ancient and modern, with the name Samuel. There's, of course, Samuel D. Champlain, famed for uh, his connection with the whole Great Lakes, and I think Ontario or Ottawa, I don't remember which one's the state. Um, there's, of course, uh, Sam Houston, very well known. There's uh, Sam Goldwyn from the entertainment world, Samuel Colt, inventor of the uh, small horse. Um, there's, uh, yeah. There's Samuel Taylor Coleridge, an amazing poet you might know, and this, uh, there's uh, Sammy Davis Jr., of course, and uh, Sam Raimi, the, uh, the film director, Sam Shepard, the playwright, Samuel Adams, the um, brother to the, well, no, one of the founding fathers, I think, Samuel Johnson, a great uh, uh, English uh, writer, Sam Kennison, not as good a writer, um, Samuel Morris of the Code fame, um, Samuel Clemens, you know, known by another name. There's all kinds of amazing Sams, uh, yeah, Sam Melliot, Sam Giancana, uh, Sam I Am, Yosemite Sam, and of course, always Samuel Beckett. There's a lot of noteworthy people in history, ancient and modern, that go by this name, are named this, okay, I'm, by history, ancient and modern, I mostly mean Northern European and Northern American in like the last 150 years, but, but seriously, that's almost my entire life, so. I mean, I don't know if it's because of this story that we're looking at here today that so many people have named their uh, youngins Samuel, Sammy, Sam. I mean, in this particular story that was just read today, it's, I mean, not a lot happens, frankly. It's basically, um, so you have Samuel, and he, through miraculous birth of his mother, Hannah, he's born, it's like consecrated to God. Doesn't that sound familiar? We get that a lot in these stories, and... Um, and so Samuel is dedicated to the temple. Eli, the judge, takes him to um, Shiloh, where God's been showing up regularly, and he like, lives his whole life there. He's a temple-studying guy. Um, I think the only one at this point. And so late at night, he gets woken up. He hears somebody calling his name. Samuel! Samuel! So he gets up, and he goes to Eli, his uh, you know, instructor, senior guy, and he says, what do you want? And he wakes up and says, what do you mean, what do I want? I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So he goes back to bed. Samuel, Samuel, he wakes up. He goes over to Eli. What, what, what is he, what do you want? He's like, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Of course, it happens a third time. Samuel, Samuel, he goes and says, what do you want? And Eli who is blind, I don't know why they make such a big point of him being blind in this story when it's all about hearing, but um, he's blind. And uh, he says, look, it's not me calling you. So why don't you go back, go to sleep. If you hear somebody calling you again, say, what is it, Lord? Here I am. 
speak. And so, next time, yeah, calls Samuel, Samuel. And he says, here I am, Lord, what is it? Speak. And then the Lord shows up and tells him this whole thing, which is not really what I'm going to focus on today, but it has to do with God judging some people pretty harshly. Um, So, that's the end. That's mostly what we have this story. That's what the story is for today. The calling of Samuel. The naming of, the calling out of Samuel and as he's a young boy. Calling of Samuel, the young boy. Of course, I mean, it's not just this story that maybe people would find Samuel remarkable for, so remarkable that they would want to name their, you know, future screaming comedian after. Um, because Samuel does a lot of things. I mean, he's very important in the Deutero history, as we like to say. He's this transitional figure, Samuel is. Samuel is the last of the judges. Now, if you've been following along with these children's Bible stories, or maybe you just have an, just deep, uh, imprinted history of Israel, as told by the first five books of Moses, you will know that the judges are a particular period. See, it's the period after God freed the children of his children, God's children from slavery in Egypt, and Moses brought the Hebrews to Canaan, also known as the Promised Land, and Joshua led the people's army to drive every other people from the Promised Land. Then the judges led the people for the next 400 years as they lived in the Promised Land as like a a loose... uh, sort of confederation of tribes moving towards a nation. So that 400 years, that's, the, that's where the judges are. And um, Samuel is the last judge at the end of that period, just as they're transitioning into kings. That's right. So, um, yeah, it could be that he was a great judge, which is why people would want to name their person, you know, name Samuel. Uh, their children, Samuel. Or, um, and, I mean, look, let's, you know what we should just do, just because this is where we've been t- telling all these children's Bible stories here and then revisiting them adults. We always like to do, you know, a little chant. And we've done this before together. and It's been a lot of fun. Let's just together chant the name of the 15 judges for that 400 period, starting with, of course, <laughs> Othaniel. All right? Othaniel, Ehud, Shemagar, Deborah, Gideon, Abemamak, Tola, Jar, Abaddon, Samson, Eli, Samuel. You guys see very good, very good. Um, yeah. Um, so maybe this name Samuel has become popular because he was one of the great judges of Israel. Um, but I don't know. I mean, with the notable exception of uh, Deborah, you know, I don't hear a lot of people naming their children after judges, you know. I don't hear a lot of Othemayils or Ehuds or Shemagas or Albemamaks. But Samuel was not just a judge, see. He was the last judge, but he also appointed the first two kings of Israel. So he is this amazing figure. This amazing transitional figure. So he was not just a judge, but he was known as a prophet from a very young age when he grew up and eventually named the first two kings of Israel. But that's on, there's the, you know, judges on this side of chapter 3 we're reading and the future greatness on this side. And just in this story, it's more like 
God wakes him up three times, calling his name. Samuel, Samuel. And he gets up. That's what we have here. So not a lot of action, but transitional. But even while there's not a lot of action, this is one of these children's stories. It's like every, they always, this is a big, very popular children's Bible story. This little section right here where he gets woken up the night being called by God. It's all over the place. All the great children's series include this story. Um, it doesn't have a lot of action. I found this great uh, website that has all the old Moody Bible Institute uh, film strips from the 50s. And I found one from 1958 from Moody Bible Institute's film strip series called The Call of Samuel. It's very, there's, every, there's all kinds of calls of Samuel. There's three or four I found. Hannah and Samuel, that's his mom, was another one. Samuel, here's the call, was the name of another story. Samuel, God's boy servant, exclamation point. That's a little bit more, I don't know what that was. Um, Samuel's late night call. I, but there's, it's very popular with, uh, with children's story books. You know, and I think the reason that this story is like regularly included as one of the classics, children's Bible stories, is just simply because of the repeating of the calling of Samuel's name. The Lord calls Samuel, Samuel. Yahweh calls out, Samuel, Samuel. Then he gets up and he goes into the whole thing, Samuel, Samuel. It says it repeats it so many times, calling the name Samuel. I think that's simply what makes it so important. I think this is such a great classic Bible story because calling your name repeatedly, every kid knows that. Every kid knows that. Their name being called out by their mom or their dad or their brother or sister or teacher or something, that calling out, Russ, I can hear it in my mind, Russ, Mike, Pammy, Matt, time for dinner. Russ, Mike, time for bed. Russ, Russ, time to come in. Russ, you better get down here right now. Time for church. Russ, when you're a kid, you know that. I don't know, maybe I text my kids now, so it's different. But, um, but that thing of having your name called out, hearing your name called out so many times, Kids know that, and they know what it means. You feel what it means. Your mom calls you, your dad calls you, your teacher, your brother, sister. Someone is calling you. Someone is calling you. Somebody who you belong to is calling for you. Some, someone that you're a part of. Someone who knows you, whose name they barely, it just comes, it's just like breathing, speaking your name, calling your name out. Someone like that is calling you. Calling you back, or calling you in, or calling you home, or calling you to feed you, or calling you to put you to bed. Your name, Russ. Even if you don't want to go in, even if you're not hungry, even if you think you're going to get in trouble, it means something. It means something important. It means something like, I don't know, that you're part of something. And so um, 
This children's, this Booty Bible Institute uh, film strip has a moral, as we've learned all these things have a moral. And they say, in the end of this, great after the beep and they turn to the next frame, Samuel grew and the people of God listened to him. But it wasn't enough that his parents loved him and worshipped God from the beginning. Or it wasn't enough that he had been born, dedicated to the Lord, and served in God's house from a young age. Or it wasn't enough that he was familiar with all God's laws and spoke them to the people. Or it wasn't enough that he represented the Lord to the people because he needed to give his heart to God or he wouldn't know or God would not know him i think that would just seem wrong to a little kid how does somebody who calls your name that many times not know you tell you as some like you had to give your heart and what is not giving your heart if you're living your whole life I don't know, that seems like something to pull that out at the end of a Bible story. It wasn't enough that he did all these things. He had to give his heart to God. I know that's a particular uh, evangelical slant on things, that it's the actions that we take, but it just doesn't seem like it would make any sense. Somebody who calls you, Russ, Russ, that person knows me. I know that person knows me. That is a call of somebody who knows me intimately, who's calling me in, home, to them. So Samuel is this transitional figure. And it's this transition like, okay, we've just had... This whole thing of the, with ec- the exodus was all about God meeting God's people and will they be God's people and God's people wondering, is this the God that we will follow? Is this, does, does this God know us and are we known by this God? And then they go in here and even in Canaan, they go, they worship other gods they were supposed to and then they're called back and they get a new judge that calls them back to know God. And it's always this question throughout and going forward in the Hebrew um, Bible, there's this running thread of does God know us? Are we God's children? Do we know God? Is this our God? Does God know who we are? Will God bless us and see us as God's children? Do we know each other? Do we, everybody know my name? Are we this group? Are we this tribe? There's always this quest running through like it always comes back to that. God, I know you. Do you know me? And God's saying, do you know me? And God is like, I'll be yours. Will you be mine? And we're like, will God be ours? And it runs throughout. And do we belong? Are we together? Are we part of this thing? Do you know me? Do you know my name? Do you think God, does God know our name? Call us by name. Maybe that's not important to some people. God is whatever, God will. But I think it's, I would like it if people like all you, if we knew each other's name, like what that really means to call somebody's name. And if God knew us like that and we could call God by a name and we could all 
be long together? I wouldn't mind if God knew our names. Maybe tonight we help him out.